Chapter fifty eight of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Purgatorio thirteen Purgatory the second ring envy instances of generosity the envious we now were at the summit of the stairs where for the second time is cut away the mount a scent of which frees one from sin and there a cornice like the first one girds the hillside round about save that its arc more quickly curbs there is no shaded carving apparent here nor is there any mark the bank seems bare as also seems the path with but the livid colour of the rock if we await folk here of whom to ask our way the poet argued i'm afraid our choice will be perhaps delayed too long then on the sun he fixed his steadfast eyes made of his right the centre for his motion, and turned the left side of himself around. O oh, thou sweet light, with confidence in whom I enter this new path, conductest thou, he said, as one should be conducted here. Thou warmst the world, and on it thou dost shine, if aught else urge not to the contrary, thy rays at all times ought to be our guides. Already had we gone as far up there as here on earth is reckoned for a mile in little time because of ready will, when, flying toward us, there were spirits heard who, though unseen, were to the board of love uttering their courteous calls. The voice which first passed flying said aloud, They have no wine, and then behind us kept repeating it, and, ere, because of having moved away, it could be heard no more, another passing cried, I'm Orestes nor did that one linger what are these voices father said i then and even while i was asking lo a third which said love those from whom you've ill received the kindly teacher then this circle whips the fault of envy hence the scourge's cords are drawn from love the curb will probably give forth a sound the contrary of this. In my opinion, I believe thou'lt hear it before the pass of pardon thou attain. But keenly through the air I address thy gaze, and thou'lt see people on ahead of us who seated are and each against the cliff. Then, wider than before, I oped mine eyes. I looked ahead, and shades I saw with cloaks not differing from the colour of the stone. 
and when a little further on we were, I heard one crying, Mary, pray for us, and cries to Michael, Peter, and all the saints. Nor do I think there walks on earth today a man so hard that he would not be pierced by sympathy for what I then perceived. For, after I had drawn so near to them, that what they did with clearness came to me, tears from my eyes were drawn by bitter grief. Covered, they seemed to me, with coarse hair-cloth, and one sustained the other with his shoulder, while all of them were by the bank sustained. Even thus the blind, in want of livelihood, at pardon stand to beg for what they need, and one upon the other bows his head, that pity may be speedily aroused, not merely by the sound of what they say, but by their aspect, which no less implores. And as the sun availeth not the blind, so to the shades whereof I spoke just now, the sky's light willeth not to grant itself, because an iron band runs through, and sows the eyelids of them all, as with wild hawks one does, since otherwise they'd not keep still. To me it seemed an outrage that, unseen, I should see others as I walked along. I therefore turned to my wise counsellor, he well knew what the dumb man wished to say, and therefore waited not for me to ask, but, speak, he said, be brief and to the point. Virgil, on that side of the cornice ledge, was coming on with me, whence one can fall, because it wreathes itself with no bank there. On the other side I had those zealous shades, who through the horrid seams were pressing so their tears that they were bathing both their cheeks. Turning to them, I thus began. O oh, people, who certain are of seeing that high light which your desire hath for its only object, so melt grace soon the scum upon your conscience that memory's stream may through it clearly flow Tell me, for grateful will it be to me, and pleasing, if there is among you here a soul that Latin is. It will be well for him, perhaps, if I should come to know it. Oh, brother mine, we both are citizens of one true city, but thou meanest one who, while a pilgrim, lived in Italy. It seemed to me that this I heard for answer a little further on than where I was. I therefore let myself be heard much further. Among the rest I saw a shade which seemed expectant in its looks, and if one asked how so, held up its chin as do the blind. Spirit, said I, that dost subdue thyself, 
that thou mayst climb. If she that didst reply make thyself known to me by place or name. Sionese I was, she answered, and with these cleanse here my guilty life and pray to him with tears that he may lend himself to us. Though called Sapia, sapient was I not, for I was far more glad of others' harm than I of my good fortune ever was. And that thou mayst not think that I deceived thee, even as I tell thee, hear how mad I was. Once my year's arch was on its downward course. When with their foes my fellow-citizens were joined in battle near the town of Kal, I prayed to God for that which he had willed. When, routed there, they took the bitter path of flight, I felt, on seeing them pursued, a joy unequalled by all other joys. I therefore upward turned my daring face, and cried to God, I fear thee now no more, as doth the blackbird at the least fair weather. When I was at the end of life, I longed for peace with God, but not yet would my debt have been diminished by repentance here, had it not been that Pietro Petignano, who of his charity was grieved for me, was mindful of me in his holy prayers. But who art thou that askest of our state while going on, and hast thine eyes unclosed, as I believe, and dost while breathing talk? Mine eyes will yet be taken from me here, but not for long, said I, for they have not offended much by being turned by envy. Far greater is the fear wherewith my soul is filled of that tormenting pain below, for even now the load there weighs upon me. And she, who then led thee to us up here, if to return below thou think? And I, he that is with me here, and speaketh not, but I am living, therefore ask of me elected spirit, if thou'st have me move my mortal feet in thy behalf on earth. Oh, this, she answered, is so strange to hear, that certainly it proves God's love for thee. Therefore assist me with thy prayers at times. I beg thee, by what most thou longest for, if e'er thou tread the soil of Tuscany, that thou among my kin restore my fame. Among that vain folk, Wilt thou see them there, which hopes in Talamone, and will waste more hope on it than on the Diana quest, but still more will the admirals invest? Purgatorio 14 Purgatory, the Second Ring, Envy, Valdorno, and Romagna in 1300 instances of punished envy who is this spirit who around our mount is circling thus ere death have given him flight and at his will opens and veils his eyes i know not who he is but know he's not alone ask 
thou that nearer art to him, and greet him fairly, so that he may speak. Two spirits, who were leaning on each other, thus talked of me upon the right hand there, then turned their faces up to speak to me, and one said, Soul, that still held in thy body toward heaven art going, of thy charity console us now, and tell us whence thou comest, and who thou art, for thou dost cause in us such wonder at the grace accorded thee, as that demands which never was before. And I, a small stream, winds through Tuscany, which up in Faltorona hath its rise, and is not sated by a hundred miles. From somewhere on its banks I bring this body. Vain would it be to tell you who I am, because my name makes no great sound as yet. If with my mind I rightly penetrate thy meaning, that one then replied to me who spoke before, thou talkest of the Arno? Thereat the other spirit said to him, Why did this man conceal that river's name, as people hide the name of dreadful things? The shade, who had been questioned as to this, discharged its duty thus, I do not know, but meet it is that this veil's name should die, for from its source where that wild mountain chain, whence severed is Polaris, swells so greatly, that in few places doth it pass that mark, to there where it betakes it, to restore whatever from the sea the sky sucks up, whence rivers get what goes along with them. Virtue is snake-like, as a foe pursued by all, or through the region's evil luck, or through bad customs, which incite men there. Hence those that in this wretched valley dwell have changed their nature so that it would seem that Circe had them in her pasturage. Among foul hogs of acorns worthier far than of all other food that's fit for man to use, it first directs its sorry path. As down it comes, it afterwards finds curs that snarl more fiercely than their strength comports, and turns from these its snout aside in scorn. It keeps on falling, and the more it swells, the more that cursed and unlucky ditch finds that the dogs are turning into wolves. Descending them through many a gloomy gorge, foxes it finds so full of fraud that naught have they to fear lest cunning master them. Nor shall I cease to speak, though overheard, and for this man it were well, if he recall hereafter what a truthful spirit shows me. Thy grandson I behold, who first becomes a hunter of those wolves upon the banks of that fierce stream, and terrifies them all, he sells their flesh while still alive, then kills them, as an old beast he would, of life depriving many, himself of honour he deprives. He issues bloody from the dismal wood, and leaves it such that, in a thousand years, 
will not rewood itself as once it was. As at the announcement of some painful loss, the face of him who listens is disturbed, from wheresoe'er the danger may assail him, even thus did I behold that other soul, who turned to listen, grow distressed and sad, as soon as he had gathered in that speech. The words of one soul, and the other's face, had caused me to desire to know their names. Therefore, with prayers, I mingled this request. The spirit, therefore, who addressed me first, began again, Thou'dst have me condescend to do for thee what thou for me wilt not. But since God wills that so much of his grace should shine in thee, I'll not be niggardly. Guido del Duca know then that I am, and so consumed by envy was my blood, that had I seen a man becoming happy, livid with envy, thou hadst seen me turn. Of what I sowed, I'm reaping now the straw. O oh, human race, why set your heart on things wherein companionship must be forbidden? This is Rinieri, this the honour is and glory of the house of Calboli, whose worth since him none hath inherited nor hath his blood alone despoiled itself tween Po and mountains, Reno and the sea, of those good things which truth and joy require. For in those bounds the country is so full of poison stocks that only slowly now would they be lessened, even if it were told. Where are Goodlizio, Arigo, Mainardi, Pierre Traversaro, and Guido di Capigna, all Romagnols, turned into bastards now, when in Bologna will a Fabro rise, when in Fiance a Bernardin di Fosco, the noble scion of a little plant. Wonder not, Tuscan, if I weep now, when with Guido da Prata, I recall to mind Ugolin d'Azzo, who among us dwelt, Frederick Tignoso and his company, the Travasara house, the Anastagi, and both these families are void of heirs, the ladies and the knights, the toils and ease which love and courtesy once made us crave where hearts have grown so bad. O oh, Bretinoro, wherefore not banish, since thy family and many people with them have departed, that guiltless they might be? Bangnasaval, begetting sons, no longer doeth well, but Castracaro ill, and Conio worse, which still takes trouble to beget such count. Well, the Pagani too will fare, when once the demon shall have gone, but not so well that an unspotted fame will e'er remain to them. O oh, Ugolin de Fantoli, thy name is safe, 
since one can now no more be looked for, who, as a degenerate, can darken it. But go thy way now, Tuscan, for weeping now affords me far more zest than speech. Our talk hath so distressed my mind. We knew that those dear spirits heard us leaving, and therefore, merely by their keeping still, they made us trust the path which we were taking. When we, advancing, found ourselves alone, a voice, which seemed like lightning when it cleaves the air, was heard, and as it reached us there, said, Whosoever findeth me shall slay me, then vanished, as when thunder rolls away, if suddenly a cloud be rent apart. Soon as our hearing had a truce from this, behold, another with so great a crash, it seemed to be his following thunderclap. I am her glorious who was turned to stone. Then, to draw closer to the poet's side, I took a backward, not a forward step. The air was calm on all sides now when he. That was the painful bit which in his bounds should hold a man. But ye take in the bait, and so the ancient adversary's hook draweth ye to him. Hence of small avail is either curb or lure. Heaven calleth you, and showing to you its eternal beauties, around you move and yet your eyes look down. Hence he who seeth all things scourges you. Purgatorio 15 Purgatory, the second ring. Envy, the angel of generosity. The third ring. Anger, instances of gentleness. Between the third hour's close and day's beginning, as much as is apparent of the sphere which like a child is ever given to play, so much now of its course toward evening seemed remaining to the sun. Twas vespers there, and midnight here, and fully on the face its rays were striking us, because the mount had so been circled by us that we now were going on directly toward the west, when, far more blindingly than e'er before, I felt my forehead overcome by splendour, and was bewildered by these unknown things. Over my eyebrows hence I raised my hands, and made myself the scream which, filing off, tempers excessive light in what is seen as when from water or a looking-glass a ray leaps up in the opposite direction and in the same way mounts that down it came and from the falling of a stone departs at equal distance to the same extent as both experiment and art reveal even so it seemed to me that I was smitten as by a light reflected there before me, because of which my sight was swift to flee. Dear father, what is that? 
said I, from which I cannot screen my face sufficiently to help me, and which toward us seems to come. Wonder thou not, he answered me, if still heaven's family affect thy sight. An angel is this, who comes to ask us to ascend. It soon will happen that to see such things will be no burden, but as great a joy as nature hath enabled thee to feel. As soon as we had reached the blessed angel, with joyful voice he said, Enter from hence a stairway far less steep than were the rest. We were ascending, having thence departed, when blessed are the merciful, was sung behind us, and rejoice, O thou that winnest. My teacher then, and I, we two alone were going up, and as we went, I thought of how I might get profit from his words, whereat I turned toward him and asked, What meant that spirit from Romania when he mentioned forbidden and companionship in things? Hence he, of his worst fault he knows the harm, hence let it not surprise if he therefore rebuke men that it be lamented less. Because your wishes aim at that wherein each share is lessened through companionship, envy fain moves the bellows for your size. If love, though, for the highest sphere of all were upward turning your desires, that fear would not be in your breast, because the more there are up yonder by whom ours is said, so much more good doth each of them possess, and so much more love in that cloister burns. I fast much more from being satisfied, said I, than had I silent been at first, and more of doubt I gather in my mind. How can it be, then, that a good that's shared should make more owners richer with itself than if by but a few it be possessed. And he to me, because thou fastenest thy mind exclusively on earthly things, thou drawest darkness out of very light. That good, ineffable and infinite, which dwells up yonder, runs as fast to love as to bright bodies comes a ray of light so much it gives itself as is the warmth it findeth hence as is the extent of love so much the eternal worth spreads over it the more there are up there that love each other the more there are to love and more the love and mirror-like the more of love each sheds on each and if my talk sake not thy hunger Thou shalt see Beatrice, and she will fully free thee from this and every other want. Do thou then see to it that speedily thou have removed, as two already are, the five wounds which are closed by causing pain. Wishing to say, Thou satisfiest me, 
I saw that I had reached the following ring. My fond eyes therefore caused me to keep still. There it appeared to me that I was wrapped in an ecstatic vision all at once, and that within a temple I perceived much people, and a lady at the door, who with the sweet mien of a mother said, Wherefore, my son, hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought for thee in sorrow. Here, when she had ceased to speak, that disappeared which had before appeared. Then there appeared another, o'er whose cheeks those tears were streaming down which grief distills, when born of great resentment toward another, saying, If thou art master of the city, about whose name there was among the gods such strife, and whence all knowledge sparkles forth, avenge thyself on those audacious arms, Pisistratus, which dared embrace our daughter. Kindly and gently then that lord appeared to answer her, with looks of self-control. What shall we do to him who hateth us, if he who loves us is by us condemned? Then folk I saw, inflamed by anger's fire, who bent on killing a young man with stones, cried to each other, Nought but kill him, kill! And him I saw, bowed to the ground in death, which now oppressed him. Of his eyes he e'er made gates of heaven, and in that anguish prayed the Lord on high, with looks which unlock pity, that he his persecutors would forgive when once my mind returned outside again to those things which outside of it are true i recognized my not untruthful errors my leader who could see that i was acting like one who frees himself from slumber said what aileth thee that thou canst not stand up but hast been coming more than half a league Failing thine eyes, and reeling with thy legs, Like one o'ercome by either wine or sleep. Oh, my dear father, if thou listen to me, I'll tell thee what it was appeared to me, said I, When I was thus deprived of legs. And he, if on thy face a hundred masks thou hadst, Thy thoughts would not be hid from me, however small they were. What thou hast seen was lest thou free thyself from opening up thy heart unto those waters of thy peace, which from the eternal fountain are diffused. I did not ask what ails thee, as would one who looks but with the eye which seeth not, when once the body lies inanimate, but asked it to endow thy feet with strength. So must the indolent be spurred, when slow to use their waking time when it returns. On through the vesper hours we went along, forward intent, as far as e'er our eyes could reach, against the late and shining rays, when, lo, a smoke in our direction came, Little by little, 
and as dark as night, nor was there any place of shelter from it. This of pure air deprived us, and of eyes. Purgatorio sixteen, Purgatory, the third ring, anger, free will, and the corruption of the world. The gloom of hell, and of a night deprived of every planet neath a narrow sky, darkened as much as possible by clouds, ne'er made so thick a veil before my face, nor to my feeling was so rough in tissue as was the smoke which covered us up there. For that permitted not of opened eyes, because of which my wise and trusty escort drew near to me, and offered me his shoulder. Even as a blind man walks behind his guide, in order not to go astray, and strike aught that might hurt him, or might even kill, so going through that foul and bitter air, I listened to my leader, who said only, Take care that thou be not cut off from me. Voices I heard, and each appeared to pray for peace and mercy to the Lamb of God, who taketh sins away. Their only prelude was, Lamb of God, and all had but one word, and intonation hence among them all there seemed to be the fullest harmony of those then spirits teacher whom i hear said i and he to me thou judgest rightly as on they go they loosen angers not now who art thou that cleavest thus our smoke and yet dost speak of us as if thou still by monthly calends went dividing time. These words were uttered by a single voice. My teacher therefore said to me, Reply, and ask him if on this side one goes up. And I, O creature, that dost cleanse thyself, that beautiful thou mayest return to him who made thee, thou'lt hear marvels following me. I'll follow thee as far as I'm allowed, he answered, and if smoke permit not sight, hearing instead will keep us linked together. I thereupon began, I go on high, while in that swathing band which death dissolves, and through the infernal anguish came I here, and whereas God hath wrapped me in his grace so much that he would have me see his court by means entirely out of modern use, conceal not who thou wast before thy death, but tell it me, and whether toward the pass I rightly go, and be thy words our guides. Lombard I was, and Marco was I called. Familiar with the world, I loved the worth, toward which all men have now unbent their bows. For mounting upward thou art going rightly, he thus replied, and added, I beseech thee, pray for me there, when thou shalt be above. And I to him, 
I pledge my faith to thee, that what thou askest of me I will do, but with a doubt I'll burst, unless therefrom I free myself. Simple at first, it now is doubled by thy speech, which makes me here and elsewhere sure of that wherewith I link it. The world is certainly as wholly void of every virtue as thou tell'st me, and is with evil big and overspread. But pray point out its cause, that I may see, and show it unto other men. For one puts it in heaven, another here below. At first he heaved a sigh profound, which grief to army changed. Then, brother, he began, the world is blind, and thou indeed comest hence. Ye that are living still attribute upward each cause to heaven alone, as though it moved everything with it of necessity. If this were so, free will would be destroyed within you, and no justice would there be in having joy for good and grief for ill. Heaven starts your inclinations, though I say not all, but even supposing that I did, light has been given to you for good and evil, with free will, which, if it endure fatigue in its first fights with heaven, will afterward, if duly nourished, conquer everything. Beneath a greater power and better nature ye freely lie, and that creates within you the mind which heaven hath not in its control. Hence, if the present world go wrong, the cause is in yourselves, and should in you be sought. Of this I'll now a truce by be for thee. Forth from the hand of him who e'er it lives, delights in it, even like a little maid who weeps and laughs and wantons like a child, issues the simple soul which knoweth not, save that, proceeding from a joyous maker, it gladly turns to that which pleases it. At first it tasteth things of little good, deceived thereby it runneth after them, unless a guide or check divert its love. Hence, as a bit, a law must needs be set, a king must needs be had, who should, at least, the tower of the truthful town discern. The laws exist, but who sets hand to them? No one, because the shepherd who precedes can chew the cud, but hath not cloven hooves. The people hence, who see their guide, strive solely for those good things for which it longs itself, feedeth thereon, and asks for nothing more. Well canst thou see that evil leadership, and not that nature in you is corrupt, is what has caused the world to be so wicked. Rome, which once made it good, was wont to have two sons, which rendered visible both roads, that of the world and that of God. One now hath quenched the other, 
to the bishop's staff the sword is joined and badly needs must one fare with the other since together joined neither the other fears recall to mind if thou believe me not the ear of corn for every grass is by its own seed known throughout the country watered by the po and adige one used to find both virtue and courtesy ere frederick had his strife with safety it can nowadays be crossed by any who through shame refrained from speech with good men or avoided intercourse there are indeed three old men still in whom the old age chides the modern and who long for god to give them back a better life corrado da palazzo good gerardo and guido da castello better called the simple lombard as in france he is say therefore that to-day the church of rome by joining in herself two kinds of rule falls in the mire and fouls herself and load oh marco mine said i thine arguments are good and now i see white levi's sons were from inheriting debarred but which gerardo is the one who as thou sayest as sample of the people now extinct remaineth to reproach this savage age thy speech deceives or tests me he replied for thou addressing me in tuscan speech seems not to know who good gerardo was i know him not by other added name unless i took it from his daughter gaia god keep you for with you i come no further already whitening now behold the light which rays out through the smoke and i must go the angels there ere i be seen by him he thus turned back nor would he hear me more end of chapter fifty eight